Dreams do not have a filter that your normal, polite, waking self puts up. Welcome to the hidden meaning of dreams with Sweet Georgia Pam. It does matter what the dreamer themselves associates with those things that come up in the dream. Spiritual director, dream expert, author, and educator, Sweet Georgia Pam is here to remind us that dreams are the answer. They're always with you. They know you better than you know yourself, and they're always trying to tell you the truth. There's some back and forth here between you and some awareness. And now your host, Melissa Carter. SweetGeorgiaPam.com is the website where you find all about Sweet Georgia Pam. She's got some free stuff on there we'll talk about. You can also set up a one-on-one with her. Pam, my friend, how are you? Hi, love. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Would we... Good. Uh, when we tape these, we usually have conversations prior to it. So it's funny for us to stop having our friend conversation and actually start doing a podcast. But I do have show and tell today. So if oh. you, now if you're listening, I'll describe it for you. If you're Can we say, can we say that in our conversations ahead of time, we don't discuss what's going to come up? I just wanted, I want people to know that this, this yes. is our, our I original. I think you just did. I think you yeah, just said, we good. don't, we, we don't, good. we don't talk about what we're going to record like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I give Pam a hint on what the category of dreams are but I don't talk about yeah this is all new to her even though we just had a, a deep conversation about something else I don't talk about um what I'm going to do on the show it's like we just changed the channel and we're like okay now I we're know, good. right now it's we're, like oh hey, hey. um today I <laughs> want to tell you about me and what I experienced at a art lesson okay Okay. So my local library has art lessons once a month on different topics. Okay. This particular one had to do with Hispanic art. Now, for those who don't know, I'm the daughter of an art teacher. And so art for me has always been something I enjoy because I associate it with her. And now that she's passed, I got to say that this experience is almost like I'm, I'm convening with her, like I'm with her. Right. So we're doing this together. So I went to this Hispanic art class and it had to do with dreams. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell Pam. I took a screenshot of the, of the image that was in the classroom. But basically there was an artist named Pedro Linares. And I hope I don't butcher these names. He was an artist in Mexico City. At the time, he specialized in pinatas and carnival masks. So he liked working with you know, paper mache and, and formed things, right? Mm-hmm. He created an art form called Alabrijes. Alabrijes. Again, I may have butchered that. But the reason, and the, he's a guy that lived in the early part of the 1900s. And the reason he created it is because he got sick and he ran a big fever. And so he had a fever dream. And in his fever dreams, he saw creatures that were unnatural to nature. So they had wings and they had horns and they had tails and they had teeth and bulging eyes and, and they were very colorful. So in his dream, it was all these vibrant colors and all these crazy creatures. And he decided that's what he was going to create again, using paper mache and mm. He called him Ella Brijes, which I don't know if it has a root in anything or if that was something that came in his dream as well. So his, mm-hmm. his fever dream created not only a new art form for him, but that's how he became famous is through this art that he created since his fever dream. 
And so I want to show you now, this is not a typical creature because the art, uh, the, the art teacher had gone to a craft store and just bought all these paper mache existing animals. So this is a salamander. So it's not like the, okay. the creature itself would be different in this art okay. form, but the colorfulness of the art. I don't know oh. if, you so if you're listening and not watching on YouTube, this is a, every, I, it, you use every paint that may not even go together. So I've got coral and purple and blue and green and red and yellow I put little and pat patterns and, and all the patterns and dots. And I put little Pac-Man for my son. He loves Pac-Man, <laughs> um, you know, crazy eyes. So it's all, you know, crazy creature. Wow. But it was inspired by a fever dream. So I was just wanting your opinion on dreams as forms of inspiration, because we've also heard some of the members of the Beatles in particular, but there are musicians who dream about melody Paul mm -hmm. McCartney famously has a, a story and I forgot which song it was. Forgive me. I love the Beatles, but he had dreamt about a melody mm -hmm. and when he woke up, he loved it so much, but he was like, I, he's like, of course I have heard this. That's why I dreamt about it. And he went to John Lennon and he went to the other members of the band and he like played it for him and said, okay, what's this from? What's this from? And they're like, I've never heard it before. It was let it be, but. Maybe it is but let it be. I, I think it may be. I, I, that's what I'm associating it with. So maybe, maybe. And so we have instances where, and I'm sure there's plenty of other instances that aren't as famous as the two examples yeah. I gave, but what are your thoughts on dreams as inspiration for something in the waking world? Mm, I do. Oh, God. Um, oh, so many. <laughs> is where does we begin? Where I'm so glad. Begin? I'm so glad. Creativity. Okay. So I, I actually have this theory. I posted a TikTok as a question on TikTok recently. And, and I think TikTok, I got, it's at Sweet Georgia. <laughs> I think it's on Instagram too. I posted the question of like, I think people who have, who are naturally creative or who do creative things in their everyday life have really vivid dreams or have access to more vivid dreams than people who aren't normally creative in their in their waking life. Uh, and the reason I think that is because the right brain thinking, wait, I'm going to mess it up. Which brain is creative artist? Is it left uh, brain it or right, right brain? It's the right brain. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yes, so it's right. because the right brain thinking is where images reside. It's nonlinear thinking. And that's the part of our, of our dreaming mind that's most active. At night, mm -hmm. when I keep saying the logical mind goes to sleep, it's the functions of the left brain generally that are asleep. The words, putting words <laughs> like I'm struggling with right now. <laughs> I'm a very right brain type He's of person. asleep right now. You didn't know I've that. Got... <laughs> it's because we have, a, I think creative people have that wider channel access to the right brain they also have more vivid access to dream recall mm -hmm. and so they're going to get that rich imagery yeah paul mccartney left-handed by the way which also for a lot of people right now i'm not stereotyping saying every left-handed person is creative <laughs> but a lot of times because you were truly tapping into that right brain as a left-handed person that that creativity and and 
when my mother was alive, I had taken a psychology class in college that said, if you want to tap into it even more, either start writing with your left hand or paint with your left hand. So I challenged her to paint with her left hand something. And she did, you know, so yeah. it is the right brain that, um, yeah, that in it. So any, it doesn't even have to be a quote unquote creative people. Cause I want to say when I was in a student in high school, I did not consider myself creative. I was trying so very hard to perform and be a good student that creativity was lost on me because I was afraid to take any risks. Mm -hmm. I only wanted to give the right answer. So it doesn't have to be somebody who is creative. It can be that you've come into a phase of your life where you are where you are exposed to creativity, a new avenue of creativity that mm -hmm. can spark vivid dreams. And those dreams then, because you're recalling them, because you've got that wider channel to the right brain thinking, yeah, you're letting more of that dream imagery come into your waking life. And so as you do that, those dream images, of course, can inspire because they are nonlinear and they are kind of a a melting pot of emotions they tap into like one dream image can tap into layers of emotions for you mm -hmm. so what that does is it sticks around and it inspires you and it makes you really curious about oh what is that what is that and that curiosity opens your creativity as well yeah i love how this artist instead of being freaked out or afraid or intimidated or just dismissive of those dreams I, I was not familiar with this artist but i've seen this type of artwork before i think again these multicolored, really funky it, it looks very folk arty there's a lot of artists who have copied this style but mm -hmm. the fact that this artist you know and i'll say his name again in case anybody is interested in art and wants to look him up but pedro linares l-i-n-a-r-e-s he started this and it again mm. came from a dream, uh, a fever dream. So, you know, maybe yeah. it makes some people who are listening who are creative think, oh, I never considered my dreams to be that inspiration. But that, to yeah. me, that's where dream journals are very important, which you encourage too. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Because what you'll find is if you are just trying to pay attention to them or you're just curious about them or you're just trying to catch some dreams you'll start to catch little snippets and those snippets are so wildly nonsensical that it drops you into out of the box thinking. It drops you into creative thinking because you've never put those two things together before. When people describe their dreams, in fact, you could probably just listen to people telling dreams and that would help you tap into creative dream imagery because people describe things and they just can't understand what they're even saying because mm -hmm. they'll be like, well, I was in the room and somehow also outside and it was raining, but I was inside, but I was getting wet from the rain outside. So you can just hear them. You can hear their um, boxes, <laughs> their mm -hmm. compartments dissolving. So they're, they're suddenly able to just kind of imagine things that they've never seen before the dream imagery can spark that type of thinking for you. So if you, if you don't remember, but one or two dreams, you're not a very frequent dreamer, start writing them down. Even if all you write in the morning is I don't remember anything. Then the next morning you might write something about the color blue, but you got no other details, right? The next morning you might write, you know, 
vague memory, but I can't say anything about it. I just know I was dreaming. Like it'll slowly, it will start coming back to you. And even one image is enough to inspire creativity. I just want to you have to have a whole dream. I just want to briefly jump in and say, if you go to sweetgeorgiapam.com, she has a free downloadable guide called Six Nights to Better Dream Recall, which will help yes. in this process. Again, sweetgeorgiapam.com. But, you know, one last thing about creativity and for those who aren't consistent creative people, I grew up with an art teacher and then my father, who was a businessman, very logical, but he also wrote a column for his industry, right? So there's a creative part Mm. of him. He liked to write. Mm -hmm. So I came from two very creative people. So creativity has always been a part of all of our lives. And so I, my thought was for those who aren't creative, but want to be, it goes right to, to what you just said. A lot of times these things come in small segments with this artist and his his dream but paul mccartney like the it was just the melody it wasn't the whole song it was just a Mm -hmm. snippet of the melody that he wrote down or recorded and then Mm -hmm. he built upon it and so if i have an inspiration for something that i'm going to write or something that i want to draw or whatever i'll make a little note and it's just a snippet of it right or a character or an idea i want to write for a column or Inspiration doesn't come complete. Inspiration is exactly that. It's a seed that you build upon. So I think for non-creative people who want to do more creative things, there's that pressure that, oh, I'm supposed to know everything. No, it creative people just start and then they just let it, they let the art create itself. I'm so glad that you're saying that. Carl Jung, who, uh, J-U-N-G, right, who is the, uh, who is he? (laughs) He's like the founder of depth psychology. He basically started out kind of as a peer or co-worker to Freud, talking about dreams and doing dream analysis and psychology. And then they split because Carl Jung was not willing to dismiss the spiritual side. Mm-hmm. of dream study and psychology he actually was really fixated and interested in the spirituality well so, because he was tapped into emotions you know he he was he was really the first self-identified sensitive like he was a he was a sensitive person and yes i do anyway i i prefer young over freud myself yes. but um, for that reason yes. but yes anyway continue well, so he he developed this practice later. I'm going to mess this up for all the Jungian analysts and Jungian gurus out there. Correct me. <laughs> Just chime in and tell me, please, because I mess I I know enough about Jung to be dangerous. But um, <laughs> but he would do this artistic work where he would, as a spiritual practice, he would create in response to dream imagery. And I've heard it called the raw feed of the unconscious. He would just let the mess, you know, take over. So it eventually led to what is known as the red book, which is kind of his map of his unconscious. It's this deeply symbolic scrapbook of sorts of his artistic work in response to what was coming up from the unconscious. And so I actually have a table set up in my office where When I really need to drop in deep instead of doing silent meditation or stillness, which I do sometimes, I'll do like a raw feed session where I put on sometimes mostly nonverbal music. I'll just change it up and and pick some music. I'll put on some good music and 
light a candle, maybe ring a bell or something to just kind of go like, okay, we're going nonverbal now. And then I have this scrapbook and I cut and I paste and I glue and I try to make a mess. I try to not do linear thinking. I try to not make a product or make anything out of it, Mm -hmm. but I sit in the energy of the emotions I'm feeling in the moment and any imagery dream symbols that have come up for me or any symbolism that I'm sitting with or whatever, and just create for the sake of creating. And then I close it up and leave it on the table and trust that that is going to inform the rest of my day. It's like a spiritual practice. So when people talk about the law of attraction, Mm -hmm. you know, vision boarding, co-creating with the divine, it's what you're saying. It's the divine might offer a symbol that is packed with emotional response for you. It's that little piece, that little snippet that's worth a thousand words. And then you create from that place of ego and talent and 10,000 hours of practice, whatever you're that gifted piece or learning a new skill, you create in response to that inspiration. So it can be dream imagery. In fact, if you're asking me, dream imagery is all from the divine part of you and is a gift for co-creation. I'm telling you, sweetgeorgiapam.com is the website. If you want a one-on-one with Pam, if this is something that's like, hey, wait a second, okay, I, I this is something I can work with because yeah. I want to increase my creativity or at least interpret what I'm doing, sweetgeorgiapam.com is where you find the information and how you can set that up. And I'll, don't forget again, that free downloadable guide, Six Nights to Better Dream Recall. All right, Pam, thank you so much. Yay, sweet dreams, everybody. The content in this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Pam Muller is not a licensed mental health professional. If you or someone you know suffers from severe, persistent nightmares, please seek medical help.